Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined by Jacob Sanderson every Thursday morning to do our game-by-game preview of the DFS slate on DraftKings, the main slate. Uh, We are not to the bye weeks yet, so very full slate, but a bunch of injuries that are going to influence what ends up happening here. Um, High-level view, we've got some healthy team totals, the Ravens, very healthy team total. Jaguars, very healthy team total. One game that everyone is going to be locked in on in the Chargers and the Vikings. And, uh, I mean, probably the biggest question is, like, can the Bears punch back against the Kansas City Chiefs at all? Like, are, are the Bear, have the Bears just gone to zero as a franchise? How are you doing today, bud? I'm doing good, man. Um, this was a really fun week. Uh, fun week for some of my guys. We only had... One completely debilitating and depressing injury instead of two. So that's progress, I guess. Hopefully we'll get down to zero this week. Um, and we got a really fun slate coming up. So I'm pumped to talk it through. So I am guessing, beginning with our first game here, that Indianapolis uh, traveling to play against Baltimore. I'm guessing Richardson's not going to play. Uh, I think not. Just like, why push it? He got banged up in the first game. He self-reported concussion symptoms in the second game like it just it feels like if it's on the borderline at all I think the spread is also telling us that Minshew is going to be the quarterback the Ravens are are bigly favorites here now I do love the Ravens in this spot I think that they're going to come in at way lower projected ownership than for example huge favorite Jaguars offense uh you know the huge like the Chargers Vikings guys so I think that also you know Hawkinson is is gonna draw ownership this week. I, last week I played in the spy. I did Lamar and Andrews and combined their ownership was six percent when you added it together. That might even be high on these guys this week. Lamar's been running extremely bad with the touchdowns. Um, I think just one week of positive variance like completely gets him there. And you know, I there are worse bringbacks in the world than Michael Pittman Jr. at 6,200 and Josh Downs at 3,500. With Min- Minshew went 19 Especially of 20. Yeah, he went 19 of 23. Um, also, you are you are a residence Colt guy. Is Zach Moss yeah. going to play every snap at running back again this week? I think yes, or or damn near close. <laughs> I mean. Deion Jackson had the most never again performance of all time in week one. Um, he might like be cut from the team. They signed Trey Sermon this week. Um, oh. Our, oh. One of our favorite buddy backs around. Uh, so maybe Trey Sermon is the breather back. But yeah, I remember after week one, I was like in the off season, I said Zach Moss was not relevant. And then I watched Deion Jackson be the worst running back I've ever seen. And Evan Hall get hurt. And Zach Moss is about to be extremely relevant. And uh yeah, he was. I 
I think it's probably not going to happen against Baltimore this week. Like, I think they're just going to get blown out and Zach Moss might play a million snaps, but that might result in, you know, 14 carries for 41 yards and no touchdown. And all of a sudden, what what do your snaps do for you now? So I'm probably not playing Zach Moss this week. I I agree with you. I would play Pittman um, or, or potentially downs. Uh, or if you downs, if you really downs be, might yeah. be our new short King. We we got, we got downs short is. King. We got shout, short King Tutu. We got short King tank downs. I mean, why can downs <laughs> not be our next 168 pound wide? I guess downs is technically like maybe, maybe five ten. you're not allowed to be a short King, but he weighs 175 pounds. <laughs> he's like so a short, I'm, he's a short Prince. Yeah. I'm, I'm granting him exception. I mean, he's played a ton. He he has 12 yeah. targets through two games. He's got a 75% snap share. And uh, most importantly, he's not running the Alec Pierce win sprints, like whatever Alec no. Pierce, like Alec Pierce is going to zero. Uh, <laughs> Minshew, I think should get to like 40 passing attempts here. I guess the only interesting thing is, would you consider playing Gus Edwards? If justice Hill does not play, sounds like justice Hill has turf toe um Edwards could get to 20 carries here yeah I I mean I think you could it's just he has no receiving value whatsoever so you basically need two touchdowns from the Gus bus or 100 yards and I mean the Colts are that funnel defense like they actually have really good players in the front seven with uh DeForest Buckner Grover Stewart and Leonard and speed so I I think for me it's this the way to beat the Colts just continues to be to air it out and I think Gus probably has like a low efficiency, high volume game, which works if he finds the end zone twice, but you you need him to find the end zone twice. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I I would rather oh, play like Andrews, Flowers, Jackson if I'm playing the Ravens side. Yeah, only only spot here. I do think I, I might again run back Lamar and Andrews in my high stakes single yeah. entry stuff. I, I don't I mean it's Thursday. I got time to decide, but just getting those guys who can combine for 60 points like pretty easily at cumulative ownership like lineups that have them together probably sub two percent of the entire field yeah. like it it's pretty appealing to me and i do I've like downs a, as a bring back i agree with that and i think Pittman's fine too um so far my top single entry lineup each week i've just stacked the colts game and i'm i'm strongly considering going three for three on on the homer sacks it's easy i'm watching the game anyway we have a really bad secondary they play at high pace it's just really all the ingredients are there all right next game probably the biggest question to figure out of the slate is for the cleveland browns does the tennessee titans run funnel mean that jerome ford Mm. is actually a bad play does kareem hunt uh you know do a couple sit-ups uh, rolling off his couch and then immediately come in and play more snaps than Jerome Ford. I got a, the 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 cream hunt slappies, man. They are out of control. I made a couple pro forward posts yesterday, and people are like ready to like find my home address for for Kareem Hunt. I mean, it's unbelievable. Oh. So whatever Jerome Ford would have been owned without the signing, I mean, I I think you can take him down to like. 20% below that, you know, in cash games. And then I, I don't right. think he gets above 25% or so in tournaments. I mean, there's the, the Titans have stuffed running backs two weeks in a row. They are a quote unquote legitimate pass funnel. My opinion would be, I don't really care. I think Ford worst case gets like 16 carries and three targets here should get the goal line work. I mean, I would just be, maybe I lose this bet over the long term, and hunt is actually the lead back. 
but with four days of practice, it's hard for me to see forward getting unseated that quickly. Um, I agree with all of that. I have a hunt slappy who does know my address because I was at work the, the previous day and the usual procession at my office is people just start to knock on my door and they're like, Hey, like I have these waiver claims. Like what should I add up for these people? And so I have a partner walk, knock on my door and it's like, I lost Nick Chubb. Like, what do I do? And I was like, you need to bid like all of your free agent acquisition budget on Jerome Ford. And he does it. And the next day he comes in, he's like, they just signed Kareem Hunt. And I spent hundred percent of my fab on Jerome Ford. Like, and so I would say like Jerome Ford retaining his job is necessary for, for me retaining my job at this point. Um, so I'm really hoping for Jerome Ford uh, to have a successful week. Uh, it is our weekly tradition now that every week there's a 5k free square running back playing the Titans. Um, so if you want to know what we, we did, we were next. not in, we were not in on Jamal. <laughs> I was in on Kelly. I played Kelly I was on not. my stuff. Yeah. I, I played Kelly. Um, I don't really feel that bad about it, honestly. Like, Kelly is not good, but the Chargers just had, like, I think a pretty poor game plan. But, like, again, it could have gone Kelly's way. And Ford, I think, is is a perfectly cromulent running back. Like, I don't think he's really good. I don't think he's Nick Chubb, but I think 80 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Like, I will probably play Ford in tournaments, even at 20% projected ownership or whatever. Someone asked me, by the way, can you use the word cromulent without the – prefix of perfectly cromulent or is no, it like no you can't is, is you it can't only be that's, perfectly cromulent because that's the way they used it that's the way they used it in the simpsons which is where I mean, cromulent <laughs> cromulent was invented by um i don't remember which writer now but that's the way that's the way they use it in the show so you have to use perfectly <laughs> you have to use perfectly before right now uh our friends over at rotor grinders have jerome ford projected for 26 percent ownership i actually bet that goes down a I'm little bit in the under yeah, and and he's projected for 13 DraftKings points, which, again, feels yeah. completely appropriate, uh, completely fine there. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I'm playing Ford. I did not play Williams. I did not play Kelly. I will be playing Ford. I, I also, this is like me, this is probably a bad take. It's almost certainly a bad take, but I, I do think that like a Watson double is like not the worst possible idea against a really bad uh, secondary. No uh, one's going to play it. He it's extremely so good. It's extremely no good. No one's leverage. playing it. He'll be like, he will be like 1% owned along with like, well, Cooper will be owned, but I don't, I don't think that like Watson and the rest of the more, more, more has 16 targets through two games. And is mm-hmm. was so close to a good game against the Steelers. He just kept getting one foot out of bounds. I think yeah. you could do, you could do something like, Watson, Moore, and Joku. I mean, you want to talk about someone who's not going to be on forty two hundred. David and Joku like might actually be sub one yeah. percent. Like in the spy, he like might actually be on under one percent right. of roster. Who is clicking David and Joku? Right. Yeah, it's just a weird price. Um, I I don't hate that on the Tennessee side. Not really. Uh, not really interested in Derrick Henry in this particular slate. There will be slates I'm interested in him. I I just don't. I don't love it here. You could definitely yeah. talk me into Burks. And right. we will be martingaling Traylon Burks every single week on this show until it hits, I think. So, yes, yeah. I mean, although you already lost a bet against all of your Twitter followers saying that DeAndre Hopkins will not practice on any Wednesdays, and he did practice on this yeah, Wednesday. So, so you gotta, you gotta eat <laughs> that one. Um, Chig, I seems fine to me. 
four targets. He, he his his routes continue to be good, but I I actually might just be all in on Dalton Kincaid this week. His targets per route run is like off the charts. Like I I literally might just play Kincaid on every roster against the Commanders. All right, next game we have the Atlanta Falcons against the Detroit Lions. The Lions can get a fun game. Well, if the Lions can get up 10-0 here, we might be, it might be, it might be off to the races. This might be, this might be the game that you need because everyone's cheap other than Bijan and St. Brown. St. Brown is questionable. Uh, I would not be going back to the Josh Reynolds. Well, uh, hoping for him to catch two touchdowns, maybe famous last words. Maybe he just keeps doing that every week, but Laporta looks really good. Gibbs looks like an unreal good play. Nine targets last week would assume that with knowledge that David Montgomery is not going to play, he maybe works into like half the running back carries instead of 20% of them. I just, I, I think Gibbs might be the best uh, running back, like sub 10% owned play this week. And then London is 5,000. They very clearly were trying to get him involved last week. They threw him a wide receiver screen on the first play. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, speaking of, speaking of Martin Galing, one Mr. Kyle Pitts, I mean, our friend ben gretch god do i love stealing signals is so good and ben will just i think he's gonna have to do this every single week he's gonna have to do the kyle pitts diatribe and he's like he drew an end zone target he drew a dpi he you know like he he did a very clear explanation of how johnny smith and kyle pitts play different position so when you look at the box score it's not as bad as you think he ran a route on 92 percent of dropbacks look it does a a a little golf amon ross st brown Kyle Pitts team, I'm I'm not gonna tell you no. Uh yeah, like Ben is my personal Kyle Pitts therapist. Like it's really important because all day I have to be the Kyle Pitts therapist for dozens of people. But then when I find myself doubting the advice and the pharmaceuticals that I dole out to my patrons, I, I require Gretchen services. So I'm very grateful. Um as I said in the first week, as a sign of personal growth, I have not yet played Kyle Pitts this year in daily fantasy sports. That does change this week. I will be playing Kyle Pitts this week in DFS. Um, I I fully embrace whatever happens. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson out. So ideally for the like pseudo tight end slot receiver-ish position that he plays, there should be a little bit of room to run. Um, yeah, it's, it's a fun game. I mean, what I was excited by with Atlanta last week is that, you know, they're still going to have games clearly where it's just an inhospitable environment for fantasy production in week one when they get to play from ahead and Ritter looks bad. But what we did see at least last week was, you know, they still had a run heavy lean, but when they had to play from behind, they, they functioned like a real NFL team. Like they functioned like a real, a little bit. So what actually happened was that the Packers offense sucked ass. I think the Packers ran 39 plays and the Falcons ran 78. So you look at the box score and you're like, Oh, Ritter aired it out. And he did kind of more than you'd expect, but I believe it was in the second half. It was 14 passes to 27 rushes. Like it just Arthur Smith is turning me. Some of those are Ritter scrambles too. Like, so it was 32-45 was the total split for the game, passes versus runs, but there was 40 dropbacks total. Okay. So like if Arthur Smith is giving me 40 dropbacks, like I didn't even think he was capable of that, honestly. I'm gonna take it. Okay. Like I, I okay. don't I don't like if he's gonna if he's willing to do that, fine. The fact that they still were willing to play fast, like they passed a little bit. Ritter had like 19 pass attempts in the first half, actually. Like they actually seemed like they intended to play 
um, a relatively balanced game plan. I, I'm willing. I'm not saying they're going to pass a lot, but I, I agree with you. If the Lions go up ten to nothing, I think that the Falcons will play to win the game this year. Unlike like last I mean, year, they would be two down. and zero. They have to. Like their division sucks. Right. Like the Falcons can win this division if Arthur Smith can just be a little bit open minded, like a little bit. Oh, I I mean I have so many Falcons futures. Like I have Falcons for the NFC South. Falcons best record in the NFC Arthur Smith coach of the year like I'm watching every Falcons game and I've, I've like become a pseudo Falcons fan this is a crucial this is a crucial game for my bags um yeah I'm probably I don't know that I'm gonna play Ritter that feels a little bit unnecessary but I will play probably the the Lions side with uh Pittsburgh and bring back or I'll just play like a one and one I'll just do like Gibbs and Ritter Gibbs Ritter and can't Pitts. get to 25 points without a rushing touchdown. And uh, I mean, Bijan right now is projecting for sub 10% ownership with Pollard drawing a bunch, ETN drawing some, Ramondre drawing Mm. some, Gibbs drawing some, Mostert drawing a lot against Denver. Like it just, uh, Bijan, if you just played Bijan every single week that he was below 8,000, like he'd probably just come out ahead. He's, he's, he's unreal. And (laughs) if the, if the green zone work tilts to him, over Algier like I mean he could score 25 fantasy points a game like pretty much no problem all right next game uh, honestly to me like no plays from New Orleans and Green Bay maybe $4,300 Kendra Miller maybe I maybe I could sigh out myself into that that Um, seems like signing up to watch Tony Jones see 15 carries and wanting to jump off a tall building to me yeah I I mean Jaden Reed uh, like Watson's gonna play but Jaden Reed continues to get open. I don't know. He's 3,800. Like he's fine. fine. I, I prefer, I prefer Dell probably assuming that uh, the Dell plays, he's also listed questionable. And as I mentioned, uh, Luke Musgrave, I mean, 83% of routes last week, like he's fine, whatever, absolutely no issue. But um, we got, we get, we got Kincaid. And then, I mean, Alave too, like Alave is uh, 7,000. Yeah. He's a smash. Alave is in play. I think every single week, regardless of matchup, he's just one of the best receivers in the NFL. Um, so totally down with him. Um, if you want to do the Jair Alexander, are you worried with Chris Aren't Alave? That probably maybe puts Thomas or Shahid into play. They, they've been willing to pass at a decent rate this whole year. And they're probably going to be even more willing to pass since they don't have any running backs. Um, so I, I think like every saints receiving option is like viable. I, I just don't know like what exact lineup I, I find myself like needing to play one of them. Um, would you go back to the AJ Dillon? Well, if no, Aaron Jones uh, sits uh, again, no, can't do just, it anymore. it's like, <laughs> I think I finally reached my point where I'm done. Up. Like AJ Dillon is just Kyle Pitts at running back where I'm like, he's got <laughs> really good. And then he just, he just continues to show that he's not good. Like I've got AJ Dillon in all these dynasty leagues. I started him last week. I was so ready for it. And, you know, I mean, not to say he can't get there particularly like he's, but he's basically Gus Edwards. I mean, AJ Dillon is basically Gus Edwards like at at this point, which is uh, horrifying because I really thought he was going to be a good NFL player. I also thought he was really good and he's probably not. Uh, We've seen, we've had this happen to us a few times where we get the free square running back and they mega flop the first week and and then then nobody plays in the second week and they smash. Like, so my, my, like, I remember this happening to me once before take is that AJ Dillon's probably a somewhat underrated play because you get the fresh new free squares versus the old ones. And like, realistically, one game shouldn't shift our base projection that much, but, uh, it is a bad matchup, um, for him. And he was woefully bad last week in a great matchup. So, 
uh, hard to get excited about. Yeah, and I mean, he he is still like the price is not like he's fifty seven hundred. Like, and uh, I guess we'll see if Aaron Jones plays or not. I wouldn't be that into Aaron Jones if he does play. It's just, this is just to no, me. This I seems like like there's just not going to be a ton of plays in this game. Both of these teams want to run. I mean, Green Bay literally ran thirty eight plays on offense last week, which is part of why Dylan did not end up getting there. Um, like yeah. it it could have it could have flipped. But the next game actually I think is interesting because the Jaguars have been pass rate above expectation and the Texans have thrown 44 <laughs> and 47 passes in their two games. They are big dogs on the road. ETN. I, I really like in this spot, Lawrence. We'll see if Ridley maybe like does is not his own because of the stink bomb last week. But I mean, a, a Trevor Lawrence, Nico Collins, Calvin Ridley team. And I mean, my guy tank Dell, 10 targets, 72 yards and a touchdown last week. I'm, I'm totally comfortable going back to that. I mean, tank is going to be like giga chalk this week. Um, so maybe a way to go against that in tournaments would be to play. And I literally can't believe I'm doing this. This is how Corrine wins. But oh, Robert, no. Robert no. Woods. Uh, oh, I mean, I don't, no. I don't think, I don't think I have the actual ability to click the button, but it's one of those things you say on a show because Woods will be 2% owned and tank Dell will be like 16%. But how much is Nico going to be? Like, let's just let's just go get our air yards. Nico, Nico will be pretty owned, I think, right yeah. now. Uh, Roto Grinders says Nico is the third most owned wide receiver. Okay. Um, they don't have they don't have gone mainstream. I see. <laughs> they don't have Dell super owned, which I guess is. I mean, this will probably just be wrong. Like right now, that's got to be wrong. Yeah, People yeah, this is not Tank right. Dell. Yeah, he'll he'll Tank Dell will be the most popular punt wide receiver option, but. Nico will also be popular, but like literally no one wants to click Robert Woods's name. So like, it just is what like, it is. I feel like three to four years ago, Davis would be so excited about Nico Collins right now. Like, I, I am excited. I am excited. Yeah. I, I bought, I bought all the way up in best ball. Um, great, I, I guess it? the, the one thing you would be a little bit worried about is that he does run the sort of routes that are like a little bit harder to complete when you're down 10 points, like where the defense kind of just understands that's coming. And you but can nevertheless, argue... he's persistent. Sure. And I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't really foresee any scenario where the Texans go into a shell and don't throw 43 times in no. this game again, you know, so the past attempts are going to be there, but it just like, I, I watched all of tank Dell's targets. I actually posted a video of it and they are all, like the easiest throw CJ Stroud is ever going to make, you know, like he's yeah. wide, he's yeah. wide open. He's eight yards away from him. Like it just on yes. full PPR. It just, I, I don't tank Dell's getting 10 here basically at a minimum. Yeah, I totally agree. Dell's an awesome play for playing this game. I think it just comes preloaded with Dell so that you can do the fun stuff. I I'm, I'm also totally going back to Ridley. I, I don't know if I even mentioned this on the show last week or if this was an epiphany I had afterwards. Like, I think we talked about Christian Kirk a little bit. Yeah, but we did. The epiphany was that I remember the Robert Woods Thursday night game when Cooper Cup had his massive season. And then Robert Woods had like the coach speak game where they had to be like, Robert Woods, like we still value you as a part of this franchise, even though you're no longer anywhere close to our best weapon. Here's 12 targets. Now, like be happy as the number two receiver for the rest of the year. That was that was that game for Christian Kirk um, this week. He he wound up being a lock button play for me. Um and and now I'm I'm good on Christian Kirk. I think I think we're we're back to Calvin Ridley this week. This is yeah, it's a fun game. I mean, 
who would have thought that we would be wanting to stack up AFC South games all year long? But right. the Colts and the Texans are a blast, and I want to play both of their games every week because their defenses are ass, and they're willing to pass through it. So I, I totally agree. I think, um, especially with how much Etienne's drawing, like I think anything that Jacksonville passing is uh, big time in play. And yeah, the Texans just continue to throw a million passes and be cheap. So they're kind of like they're kind of like Vikings South, where you get this like bad defense and an immobile quarterback and they just air it out constantly. So you're going to have like potentially three weapons, draw eight, nine, 10 plus targets every single week. I'm with that. I think the Ridley thing uh, or the Kirk thing is also explainable last week in that they were behind against the chiefs. And so they were playing more 11 than 12. Like the, the Kirk, the, the Kirk thing is, I mean, it's going to be in games where you expect the Jaguars to have to pass more and be down. It's a good spot for it. Now, ETN is also like an unreal play here. Like Bigsby did sort of do what we thought, which was, okay, Bigsby was part of the week one game plan because that's how they planned it all offseason. Right. Then they watched the film and they were like, dude, Jesus Christ, I can't believe how bad you were. <laughs> so the snaps, uh, like the snaps, I think he played 19 snaps. So he played more snaps than week two, but got no touches. Dearness Johnson actually but- got a touch so like etn yeah but all of his snaps he had like 12 snaps on the final drive just pass protecting when etn left with cramps so all of those would have been etn snaps but he he cramped up and then they were just like okay tank you can go pass block but we're we're not giving you the ball yep yeah uh so etn i mean etn is 6900 on DraftKings, and i said this on the school cast yesterday but like if it's etn's got 80 percent route participation and they're not giving Tank the ball on the one-yard line, like ETN finishing with 314 fantasy points is, like, well within the oh, range. I hope so. Like, it, 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 because he was already going to be good, scoring all his touchdowns from 20 yards away, but if you start giving him one-yard touchdowns, it he becomes, like, him and Bijan, can, it's sort of like the same thing. Like, if right. they start to get those green zone touches, they, they get another ceiling in fantasy all right the, uh the, the etn collins mini stack is like one of my favorite dfs stacks which is yeah hey this is a good play and also i just get to root for all my best ball and high stakes teams at the exact same time as i root for my dfs teams so i will be doing that yep it's the best all right uh next game denver miami super high team total for miami jail yeah. model is questionable with the uh with uh he's in the concussion protocol so but reportedly really- was smiling at practice so there you we take go. that for what it's worth. Mostert, super chalk. Um, Ahmed yeah. is Ahmed is uh banged up with a groin injury. <clears throat> Sounds like he's probably not gonna play. Look, I really like Devin A. Chain. I'm a Devin A. Chain believer. I'm a truther. I, I sort of thought that with Jeff Wilson Jr. out and with him being activated and Chris Brooks getting no offensive snaps, that like some fun stuff was gonna happen. No fun things happened. It was just Mostert um a chain not a play Mostert I don't know how much I love Mostert as like chalk like Mostert is no he's, fi- he's fine I, I don't know the I think the a great way to play this game is uh Tua Reek or Waddle obviously if Waddle doesn't play I think Berrios is sort of an interesting uh pivot off of the Tank Dell stuff but then the Denver t- I mean they're gonna they're gonna be pressed in this game and Judy has done nothing yet but his his routes and everything were fine he is pretty priced up at 6,500. I don't know. I mean, I'm not that interested in the Denver side, but it does feel like the Dolphins every single week like might be the guys you need. Like they're just so efficient passing the ball. Uh, totally. I mean, it's 
And Denver's defense, which was really good last year, has been just got brutalized by Sam Howell in week yeah. one. And Jimmy Garoppolo was able to shred through them without much resistance. That I think just without a pass rush, uh, it's just not happening this year for the Denver defense. So I totally agree for the Miami side. Um, Russ has been really productive for fantasy. I still think he's looked pretty horrendous um, and has been reliant on some nice moon balls. So probably not interested in the Denver side either, except for like, I don't know. Like I'd like to play Javante because if they ever get a game where they're able to play from ahead the whole game, I think he would actually be very much in play because his rushing role is almost like monopolistic. Um, but I suspect what will happen in this game is they're going to fall behind again by a lot. And then Samaj P. Ryan's going to go and run a billion check down routes, uh, which seems to be how they've allocated those, those roles. And so they're I, even, I really they're even playing, play Denver. they're even playing McLaughlin now, you know, McLaughlin, uh, yeah. he gets the, he gets the three yard rushing. Touchdown. That was like, so oh. stupid. Oh, I hated that. And the, the rotation between Mims, Johnson and Humphrey means that like none of those guys are playable. Troutman is playing all these snaps, but he is just like, he, I mean, he, he is sucks. just such as he's just a zero in the passing game. So I don't think he's that playable. Um, I do think, I do think that you can play Smythe if you wanted to do yeah. to a, to a Tyreek and Smythe. I mean, Smythe is he totally like basically agree. never leaves the field and he's 2,900, but I, I don't think you have to bring a Denver bring back at all. No. I think you can just do to a Waddle to a Reek. I, I do think that Waddle and Reek's role are such that it's going to be rare for them to get there in the same game, kind of like Lockett and Metcalf. Like their season end numbers are going to look really good, but there might be one game all year where they both get there. So right. I, I'm not going to play if them you're doing, together a ton. And that's probably the game where you you do need to bring back. Like that's the game where yes, the other that's team 37, 35 points. And they so they need to just keep going like crazy. Like like the Baltimore game last year, they both hit, I think, 30 points in that spot yeah. um, because Baltimore was pushing them. And obviously you needed Ravens in that game too to have the nuts. Um, yeah, that probably is not the case for uh, – for, for this one, I mean, you can still totally play Miami without the bring back because they play so aggressively that they can get there in three quarters, even in a total blowout where, where nothing from Denver hits. Yeah. All right. Uh, the highest total game of the week, big chalk, the Chargers traveling to play the Vikings. Oh, yeah. Herbert, chalk, Keenan, Desperation Mike Bowl. Williams, chalk. Uh, I think you can actually play Parham. He ran more routes than than Everett last week. Oh, uh, definitely, Stone Smart was also mixing into the rotation. Stone Smart ran more routes than Quentin Johnson. So have fun staying for <laughs> uh, me, who drafted a lot of Quentin Johnston. Uh, and then on the Viking side, uh, I, you'd have to stick bamboo under my nails to get me to play Alexander Madison. But Justin Jefferson is the best play of the week. Addison is like such i mean addison might be like a i i might might be a borderline cash play he got up to 78 percent of the routes last week he's 5500 he's really good hawkinson is a smash i will say my big stance on this game is i'm gonna go back to kelly i'm gonna play i'm gonna play a bunch of kelly here like i just the vikings stink at everything i mean the vikings stink at every aspect of defense this is the high total but every like Mike Williams is chalk. Keenan is chalk. Jefferson's chalk. Addison's chalk. Hawkinson's chalk. The quarterbacks are chalk. But it is literally no one's going to play Josh Kelly, who will play like 75% of the snaps at, at running back. I, I think both of these running backs are actually great plays for the. I mean, they both suck. They're both like bad at football. But both these defenses are are really brutal. I fully yeah. expect both to have really solid roles. Like maybe at some point the Cam Akers stuff threatens Alexander Madison, but I, I highly doubt it's this week. Um, 
So I, I think that both these running backs are super in play. I don't even care what the projected ownership is on the site because I just don't think that it can accurately per- account for how much Twitter thinks that Josh Kelly and Alexander Madison are incapable of playing football. So I right. just, I promise you it's coming in lower than whatever it's projected as. Um, yeah, I think every single team is, go- I will just play it from both sides. I'll probably play the bring back as a running back more commonly than not. And I'll just either play like cousins double with Kelly and then I'll play Herbert double with Madison. Sure. I mean, I, I think I, I like doing, um, I like doing Herbert Keenan Jefferson, and then just getting some, getting some real stinkos in there. Uh, I do like, although Herbert, I guess has not gone like nuts this year because he, there were, they scored some, they scored two rushing touchdowns in the first game, but like the, the Kellen Moore thing is happening. Like they do look better on offense. They do look a little bit more dynamic, but I like right now looking at ownership stuff on a Thursday, like it, it's like looking insane how owned this game is going to be. I mean, maybe, maybe the way you do it then if you're in a small field thing is you're just like, fine. I'm I'm gonna play all this ownership, but I'm I'm playing all this ownership. Like I'm playing Herbert with Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Josh Kelly, and Donald Parham, and Jordan Addison and Alexander Madison. Like maybe you do a four-two of this game and you just play like literally all of it and you just hope that it goes like 48-45. Well, that would be that would be like the Detroit uh Seattle game from last right. year. I think if I think the way to do that would be Herbert. Jefferson, Addison, Keenan, one of the tight ends, whether it be Everett or whether it be Parham. And then you still got to include one sub 10% owned running back. Like you got to have like some yeah. pivot at running back. Um, Like, I don't know, instead of, let's see, what is the right, like, what is a pivot off shock here? So like, instead of ETN, you play javante or you play uh brian robinson against buffalo or like something like that like you got to have like a couple probably actually a couple real off the board plays yeah. there but uh, Though, also, i'm gonna uh, go ahead josh palmer at 3370 row participation is just staring at sure. me i'm not sure lie. no i mean that's <laughs> no, like do that i mean do do herbert keenan palmer jefferson hawkinson and there you go inside that game you already and, and kj osborne too i guess I mean, I, I don't think I've got yeah. the stones to do it, but it's same play, but on the it's Vikings. There. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The New England Patriots against the New York Jets. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Ramondre's fine. Ramondre's fine. Uh, the Jets are the Jets are going to be stone chalk on defense. I'm I'm not into Bourne. I'm not into Devontae Parker. Um, I don't know. What does Garrett Wilson cost? Garrett Wilson is 6,800. Sure. Uh, Garrett Wilson. Sure. But like the Patriots, uh, Mac Jones leads the NFL in passing attempts through two games. I mean, does he top 20 passing attempts here? Probably. Unlikely. Yeah. Um, I mean, Pat's Pat's D probably has some cover from Dallas D and Jets D, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, the Jets are going to be mega chalk. The Patriots, I actually don't think will be all that chalk right now. Because people yeah. will want to play Dallas and people will want to play the Jets. So I feel like Patriots come in third. And in like most weeks, Bill Belichick defense against Zach Wilson would be like 40 if you didn't have like two yeah. slightly better plays. So that's that's probably my uh, my flag plant of this game is Patriots D. 
I, I don't hate it. I also don't hate Ramondre. I mean, like I think, no, I, think that, I think that I think that he seems pretty good. He's just like in a weird salary range and he hasn't scored a touchdown yet. But like the Zeke stuff is just so unserious that I think even Bill Belichick knows that it's unserious. And like in a game where, well, I don't know, but the pass blocking hmm. stuff, they do like Zeke as a pass blocker. I don't well, know. My only hesitation with the Ramondre stuff is like all their first two games followed the exact same script. So we don't really know. Um, But they basically played Ramondre and Zeke in a borderline even split in the first half in both games. And then Ramondre played almost all the snaps in the second half. And I don't know if that was like kind of the plan going in of just like, we're going to keep you fresh for the first half and then unleash you in the second half. Or if that was a, we actually want this to be 50 50 for the entire game. But when we fell behind two touchdowns, then we're playing you. And if it's the latter, then you probably don't want Ramondre against the jets, right? Like you probably want Ramondre in a game that they can't win. So I think we'll find out some more information on that split this week. If they get a game, that's more neutral script. I, I, I don't think that they should do this clearly, but I, I could foresee a scenario where if they do play this game from ahead, that it's like 52% snaps for Ramondre and 48% Zeke, yeah. and we all hate our life. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, look, Brees is 5,600. I'm not, if you want to play him, I'm not going to tell you you're dumb because he's one of the best running backs in the NFL. And I do, the Michael Carter snaps are the ones that seem like they'll go to zero when they're feeling better about Eventually. his knee. Yeah. I agree. Uh, all it's, right. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills and the Washington Commanders, James Cook, gold star play, um, and Dalton Kincaid are our gold star plays. I think that Dotson and McLaurin are both uh, good correlated plays there. And uh, I mean, like Brian Robinson Jr. just keeps scoring 20 points every single week. So he's uh, he's like roughly five. Bills defense actually is a really good play in this game at 2,900 against how, how really yeah. like to eat sacks. So that and 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 he their their direct salary leverage against the Jets who are twenty eight hundred. But yeah, gold right. gold star plays here for me are Kincaid and Cook. Cook's role is so good that actually we were just talking about this with Etienne and with Bijan. But if he starts to get, you know, thirty three year old Latavius Murray, if he just doesn't sub on on the four yard line, like James <laughs> Cook is on pace to smash. Yeah, I totally agree with all that. I think probably only doing McLaurin and Dotson in like Bill's stacks. Um, not sure if I'll get to Bill's stacks this week, but I definitely could see it. They're viable every week. And yeah, I love the Bill's D call. Sam Howell is on first team irrational confidence. Maybe it's rational confidence. Like he actually makes some great throws, but he will, he will attempt anything. He will hang in the pocket. He will scramble around. He will throw it into tight windows. Um, could see the Bill's defense having an absolute day. So uh, definitely like, yeah, everything. I think like every single Bills player in their main rotation is viable. Kincaid and Cook being the best, um, I agree with that. You and, gotta, you gotta no yeah. ball to play Kincaid because there are a lot of value tight ends that like Kincaid is gonna get completely lost in the shuffle. We got, we got Jake Ferguson, we got Zach Ertz, we got Musgrave, we got Chig. Like there, there are a lot of value tight ends. Kincaid is not gonna be that owned, but like we, we saw this in cash last week where Musgrave was the better projected guy, but the ball knowers played Kincaid. Like the, the Kincaid stuff is coming They're They're, they're so serious about getting him the ball. 26% yeah. targets per route run. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm very the Kincaid this week and probably every week. All right. Uh, Carolina and Seattle, 
uh, Carolina zero place. No, no place on. Uh, they're they're not good. They don't have anyone get open. <laughs> um, you know, if I if I lose because Adam Thielen at thirty nine hundred beats me, you know, go with God. I just like Thielen. How many targets did he get last week? He had like he, nine or ten. He had nine targets and a touchdown, and he got to twenty. So I guess if he does exactly that again, I lose. Right, um, you know, that's fine. I'm fine letting Adam Thielen beat me. Seattle, uh, Kenneth Walker is awesome and is going to continue to be awesome yeah he's just so freaking good he's 6400 does not present he might be he actually might be the best running back play of the week maybe maybe him over gibbs because he is just going to be running downhill this entire game the dj dallas snaps were minimized a little bit last week charbonnet's upticked a little bit but they clearly don't have big faith in charbonnet and the i think kenneth walker had nine green zone touches last week against Detroit like it did there's no question that that is his role and uh Metcalf may not play Lockett is a Lockett is always a good play honestly because of yeah. the role that he has Metcalf is is fine if he plays Seattle probably doesn't air out a ton here but JSN another uptick in snaps targets per route run remains good his dot was 2.5 last week again I just think he's like, he's like, his role will grow. I, I actually think it's just a bonus that he's playing at all right now. Like there, there was certainly a range of outcomes where he was playing behind Jake Bobo for the Seattle Seahawks right now, knowing how they do things. So I think it's just a bonus. He's active and much like the AJ Brown breakout game, much like the Justin Jefferson breakout game. It's there's not going to be like a clear trend line that says, all right, we're ready to give JSN 11 targets in the game is just going to happen. And I don't know if it's going to happen here, but I do think he's a play. Yeah, I think it's viable. Like math brain would say like, why not here? Vibes brain is just saying like that the Seahawks have had to play in like this carnival game in Detroit and Pete yep. Carroll looks at Carolina and he's like, ah, like yeah. finally I can just He, he literally it cannot wait. It's actually probably minutes. more likely. It's probably more likely that we get a Charbonnet breakout game here, that we get 24 carries for Kenneth Walker, 12 for Sharbs, yeah. but it but a touchdown for Sharbs as well. <laughs> yeah, like I this just seems like the spot where Pete Carroll's like, all right, let's settle it down here and run it 35 times um against this hapless Carolina Panthers team that poses no threat um Andy Dalton's probably playing quarterback this week for them um like Bryce Young didn't practice Frank Reich was already talking about game plan doesn't change if Andy Dalton is in there um I I don't know if that makes the Panthers weapons better or worse like I feel like Andy Dalton is probably like a comparable quarterback to third game of Bryce Young's career honestly sure I don't know if I was going to like stack Seattle, I'm totally fine with like Mingo or Thielen as a bring back. I, I just don't think I have any interest in like stacking this game. It's probably just Walker as a one-off and maybe the Seattle defense. Yeah. What is Seattle? Seattle defense, 3,200 again, just like a, non- a lot of great defense non- plays. On yeah. A lot, there are a lot of great defense <laughs> plays. Like, I guess that's, that is just the situation we're in, in the NFL right now, which is that uh, there are a lot of bad offenses and, yeah. and defenses seem to be ahead. Speaking of which the two chalk defenses, the Cowboys and the Cardinals, the Cardinals are like a, a decent defensive unit and they're also 2,300. So people are going to play them this week, like just to get salary stuff figured out. Uh, the the highest projected owned play in this game, couldn't couldn't agree with it anymore. <laughs> Our Lord and Savior Tony Pollard. I mean, just and, I, and I will play it. 
Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> no chance. Like I, I said this last year when Zeke was out, but like, I do not look gift horses in the mouth in DFS <laughs> because the gifts are so few and far between Pollard is first in the NFL in expected points. He's actually run a little bit bad. They gave him 33 touches and just a no doubt. Win. Unnecessarily. Like, unnecessary. Just, I mean, they should have been given like that a to do. poor decision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he's a jam. He just is. I, he had, he had, he's got 11 targets. He's getting the green zone touches. I mean, he just is. He is. He's gonna. He's gonna smash here. He's probably gonna be the guy that you need. Uh, do you need to use a bring back? I mean, I think you can. I think you can play Hollywood. I think Zach you can Ertz. play. I think you can play Ertz. Yeah. I mean, Ertz yeah. like we. He's got 18 targets through two games, and yeah. you know, Dobbs, he's gonna see 18 targets just in this game because like Micah Ertz. Parsons is is going to be staring at Josh Dobbs like part of a nutritious breakfast for the entirety of this game. And all he'll be able to do is just throw three-yard stick routes to Zach Ertz before being eaten alive. Are you a little impressed with Dobbs? I, I'm a little – I like the baseline of what I expected for Dobbs, uh, he's definitely above that. Well, I have a high baseline for Dobbs because as a Canadian Colts fan growing up, I was like, I guess I need to have a rooting interest in college football. And I just Googled where did Peyton Manning go to college? And it said the University the of volunteers. Tennessee. So I just chose to root for the volunteers ever since. So I have watched more Josh Dobbs than most. Um, and uh, and I, I love Josh Dobbs. He was the first quarterback that ever made Tennessee like borderline respectable. Um, so it, it was an absolute privilege watching Josh Dobbs and Jalen Hyatt go back and forth in that game. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dobbs was sick. I loved it. I actually had to play him in a couple of dynasty teams where I lost Aaron Rodgers I, and was I not used, able to acquire. So I bid on Dobbs in all my dynasty leagues, all my super flex ones. He's my most owned player in dynasty. I have him on like 20. Because, because I was like, no one else is going to bid on this guy. I have a team. Uh, with Mahomes, Lawrence, Mac Jones, and Kenny Pickett, where I just picked up Dobbs, and I used Dobbs as points last week because you know it just it just uses <laughs> yeah. the best points, so it's like feels feels pretty good. I mean, not that I would not that I would play Dobbs, but I, I think the no, right we're way. Not Dobbs. If you really want to get gross, Jalen Tolbert is thirty one hundred, and he ran ahead of Gallup last week. That is Coach like is playing this week, I think. Right. Uh, let's see here. I I, I assumed a multi week. He got a limited practice in on. Wednesday, we are recording this Thursday morning, so they haven't practiced yet. Obviously, if if he does play, uh, you're you're not doing you're not doing Tolbert. I wonder if this is a spot where they, you know, they keep the vet out because they're like it's the Cardinals. Right. Who cares? Uh, it's it's Could definitely possible. You also, uh, I think you can get away with Ferguson. He scored a touchdown last week. They they've used Hendershot and Schoonmacher a little bit more than I anticipated. But again, it's not that we're going to get information here, but it's been hard to tell because they have not played a they've not played a competitive right. quarter of football yet. Like they no. like they look when so are the good. Cowboys when are the Cowboys going to play a real game? Let's see. Uh, don't they get the 49ers next week on Sunday night? No, nope, nope, they get the Patriots at home. So they don't they're not going to oh. play a real they're not going to play a real game <laughs> until the 49ers on October 8th. And then then maybe 5 weeks into the season we'll actually get an idea of what the Cowboys want to do. And it won't and it won't be on the main slate. That one's yeah. that one's the prime time game. Um, I think you could like I think the Dax acts are kind of in play just if you want to like leverage off of Pollard and Sure. Like, if you just want to say, like, the Cowboys are scoring 35 points in this game and their pass rate will suck, but what if all the touchdowns come through the air? I think that that's totally viable. I mean, their pass rate sucked last week, and CD had 13 targets and 143 yards, and CD is huge right. leverage off of Keenan, St. Brown, Jefferson, Waddle, and Ridley. 
Yeah, so I think you could do like a lever stack where it's like Dak, Lamb, and Ferguson or whatever. Um, and I also think you can just do the onslaught of basically just say like, this offense is the Dak Pollard Lamb show. And so if they score 40 points, I get all of them if you play all those three. Yes, yeah, I think that uh, I think that's fine. All right, the final game. Just repeat 2022 again. The Chiefs have the highest team total of the week. Although I did see a great stat that two of Patrick Mahomes is so he's played 96 career regular season games and two of his four two of his the two of his four worst EPA games came in the first two games this year. There was a a funny play where it was like third and eight last week against the Jaguars and he's just running around and doing the Mahomes thing and spinning and running and he gets so frustrated he just threw it to a lineman no one could get open so he just <laughs> threw it to a lineman and the lineman caught it and sat down and was like well I you know I guess I'm just not gonna fumble it here but like they don't have anyone who can get open Richie James is not gonna play in this game and Tony did not practice on Wednesday so it might be we might get a consolidation here where actually the wide receivers go down to MVS sky Watson rice with Ross rotating in for like 10 snaps or something like that. Kelsey's routes should also probably come up this week. He only played 56% of the snaps in the first game back from his uh, bone bruise last week. I, you, you can talk me into Mahomes and sky this week. You can also Jacob, if you wanted to, you could talk me into naked fields this week oh I, I will try uh i am all here for the vibes based fields analysis this week um you know everything is bad the bears are a shit show um i imagine 70 percent of your competitors in any DraftKings small field single entry tournament has seen the jt o'sullivan qb school on youtube the the bears vibes are bad at the same time, we have Fields going out there, calling out his coaches, wants more freedom. To me, this feels like the Fields fuck it week where he's just like, look, I'm looking at my first read. And if that first read is not open, I'm running. Like that's that's my, my vibes-based take on what Justin Fields is going to provide. You also have uh, Roshan Johnson, who only played 42% of the snaps this week, despite if you log on Twitter, they, I think they would tell you it was 78 um, however, you know, the, the beat reporters are saying he might emerge as the primary back, even if he doesn't, he's clearly the like passing down preference. And I imagine that there's the passing down. So starting there's at the be five minute mark of the first quarter in this game. So I can see a scenario where like, even if the ideal role distribution has no change that Roshan just plays 70% of the snaps anyways, um, I think there's a lot of fun to be had on the Bears side. I think the Chiefs are going to put up a lot of points. The Bears are going to lose this game by a lot. And you could just have Fields in DGAF mode. I, I will play Fields. I don't even think you have to do it naked. More um, finally had a legitimate role last week. I think he's playable. Um, I think and I think Roshan is playable, but maybe not with Fields. Uh, and the Chiefs, I mean, the Bears defense is so bad. It's just... Are they ever going to give Tony more than 15 routes or do they think he would explode if he surpassed 15 routes? Cause he's the well, only he, he receiver ran, that's capable of making plays. Like I, he I ran 19 I like routes last more. week and sprained his toe. So. Oh, right. Be, we got the toe might, sprain. That might be your yeah. answer. I mean, the, the, the actual answer is rice. I mean, to, to, to start to supplant sky snaps with rice. Now 
I've also seen this take bandied about that Watson actually looks like one of the few guys who can play because at least he's got a, a verifiable skill, which is that he can right. run in a straight line. And he's get just open. the better version of MVS. Yeah. Yeah. And he can run block a little bit. I mean, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I, MVS I think... needs to be banished. Like, let's, let's yeah, just shadow let's retire Marcus Valdesterling. Like, let's, we don't need him anymore. Justin Watson can do everything he can do better. Um, MVS is brutal. If we could, if we can displace those routes, society will have progress. Um, yeah, Mahomes plus two. <laughs> Don't ask me which two. <laughs> and uh, and Fields, I'm I'm all in for. Like with all the with all the ownership going to Herbert and Cousins, and then some on Mahomes, some on the the Jacksonville Houston game, some of the other games we talked about. Like, what what do you project that Justin Fields' ownership is in a small field tournament? It's not going to be high, right? Even even with the galaxy brain, like, cause I'm obviously like, there will be people who have the same thought. Like, he's just gonna. This is gonna be the game where he flips a switch. I don't really see any way he gets above like five percent in small yeah, field that's, stuff. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um. All right. I I I if I'm gonna I'm gonna plant my flag here and say that uh, Rice Rice is the guy you want yeah. with Mahomes this week. I think he gets up to like twenty five routes. Maybe also lower stakes here. You know, like the 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 first two games they played, they they lost at home to the Lions and they had a high stakes game. Like they could not start right. going to. It was a, like a pretty high stakes game against the Jaguars. So they just needed to play. You know, good good, good old fashioned keep the ball, don't make any mistakes football. Like lower stakes here. So I think Rice is my guy. Flag plant play of the week: Jameer Gibbs against the Detroit Lions. That is that is where I will be. I, I think you could get like nine targets. I think that uh, I think that I think he could. Let's say thirteen rush attempts. That feels like the the absolute ceiling. But he'll be pretty good on those thirteen rush attempts. My I will play them, but you shouldn't play is Alexander Madison this week. Um, I can't I can't makes... co-sign this. I'll, I'll say Josh <laughs> Kelly is my I'll play him. It's the exact play. same. It's yeah. the exact same play. Um, and I think both both make perfect sense because you're you're playing a player who's like approval rating is lower than Donald Trump and Joe Biden's right now. Um, and you have the opportunity to leverage a game that everybody is playing through the passing game with this pukey running back, even though they themselves will catch some ownership from the opto bros. So that's my case for Madison. It's, it's a sad case. My flag plant play is Justin Fields. Um, you get all of these games with pocket passers that will have a lot of ownership. And I think you could play those games through, you know, receiver plus receiver, receiver plus running back, and then just add in fields and hope that these games get there, but Fields has this explosive rushing game and is able to even distance past those pocket quarterbacks um, at very low ownership and give your lineup a unique feel. So I will be flag planning Justin Fields this week. All right. I, I love it. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll do my, my single entry flag plan is, is Lamar and Mark Andrews with a Josh Downs $3,500 bring it. back. Everyone, make sure that you are following Jacob. Make sure that you are reading Thinking About Thinking. Make sure that you are subscribed to the Full Tilt Dynasty podcast. And I will be back tomorrow with one Mr. Rich Rebar. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.